Welcome back, episode 737. Since I can't count, I've got no idea what the episode is, but I'm super excited to be back doing another podcast on a subject that I really hold dear to, which is about vision statements. Okay, so tell us what you mean by a vision statement, Nigel. Okay, so a vision statement for me is having a goal that is possible in your lifetime, you just don't know how you're going to achieve it. So very often we set goals, as we've said in a couple of the previous podcasts, and we have a mission that's so huge you can never get there. But there are things in my life that I really want to achieve, I just don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't have a definite plan, but it's important to me. So I wanted to reach a million people with my book, The Impact Code. I didn't know how I was going to achieve it. And when my publisher said, look, we could do a license in China and we could do a license in India and we're going to do a license in Arabic, which my mother wasn't over happy with, but that's a separate (laughs) issue. All of a sudden, I knew the reach was going to be out there. I didn't know how the license was going to work and I didn't really care. I just knew that it was going to work and it would get out to a bigger reach. When we decided we were going to do the podcast... I remember saying to you, when you come to my house, do you have the equipment? Because I think we could do a podcast, but I have no idea what it's going to be. And we didn't have an exact date when we were going to start. We didn't know exactly when iTunes was going to agree. it. We didn't exactly know. But I knew I wanted to do a podcast. I knew I wanted to write another book. And there are some aspects of my vision, which is to make sure our streets are safe so my wife can walk the dog at night. Yep. Now, whether that's whether you have a community trust program or there's a support officer or whatever, but there are some goals that I've got which are in my vision statement, which is safer streets so that I don't just have to walk the dog at night. So I'm being selfish here. If I'm the only one who's going to be able to walk the dog, it means my wife never has to walk the dog and I'm not there every night. (laughs) Uh, My vision was to create a healthy lifestyle that I could dip in and out but still maintain my weight. Now, I don't know how that we do that, but it's some really important things for me that in my lifetime it's achievable, but I don't know how we're going to do it. So I've worked in prisons. I've worked at Felton Young Offenders. I've done lots of school stuff with schools. And one of the problems with young offenders is they come out of prison or they come out of a young offenders institute and they go back to their same behaviour. So I want to create a programme of like a big brother scheme. Yep. Now, I don't even know how we're going to do it, but I know it's possible because there's other people who are doing stuff in America and around the world. We want this podcast to reach hundreds of thousands of people. That is possible in our lifetime. I just don't know how we're going to do it. So for everyone who's listening to this podcast, you need to have a bigger thing than just a goal, which has a beginning and an end. So if you wanted to have a healthy lifestyle and run 30 different marathons... And people do the Boston one and the New York, and then they'll go to different... There's a great aspect of travel, keeping fit. I don't know how you do it. It's a great way to see a city as well. Well, It really is. You know, I mean, because you get access to things that you wouldn't ordinarily get. You know, take the London Marathon as a simple example. When's the last time you got to go around London without traffic? But here's when you run the marathon, that's exactly what you get. But the goal is to, if the goal is to run to the London Marathon, has a beginning and end, and you've done it. But if your vision was to run 12 different cities over the next 10 years, I don't know if you can afford to finance it. But if you decide on the what, the how will show up. 
All of a sudden, you're going to find a friend in America who's been desperate to run the Chicago Marathon or the Boston Marathon. They'll say, come and join us. And you'll think, isn't that strange that the universe is conspiring to help me, not against me? Yep. So the minute you create a vision, and what I suggest people do, and I've done a couple of them, is create what's called a vision board. You get a blank piece of paper, you go into all the magazines, and you start writing and you start creating a collage of different pictures. I've done a number of them over the years. And what's amazing is that I did my big course in 1997. So we're now 22 years later. I have achieved 90% of my vision board. Yep. But 20 years ago when I created it, I had no idea how I was going to achieve it. Yep. So there is a bit where you allow some flexibility on a bigger thing than just a goal, and then you allow a higher power to support you. Now, there'll be some people who don't agree in all this, but it is amazing when you have a goal and you share it, how people will support you. But the biggest issue is that 90% of people never share their goals with anybody, and then they wonder why they're not supported. Yep. So people are going to listen to this and they'll start sending me tips on diets. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> There's going to be the, the milkshakes, the health shakes. Oh, you're going to be offered keto diet and you're going to be offered, well, you'll be offered low everything because there'll be the, the low fat, the low sugar. The, there's low everything. Then you'll be offered the... The high. The, the replace and go high with something. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The reality is there are a multitude of ways of doing absolutely everything. But there's a lovely quote that says, you have to do it by yourself and you cannot do it alone. And I couldn't agree more. And I think it's so true in kind of all aspects of life. The things that matter most to us, if we talk about them, we can make them happen. If we keep them to ourselves... I can, I can hear a film coming, Fields of Dream, build well, it and they will come. Yeah, to an extent. But, you know, I think if you keep it to yourself... All you're actually doing is denying yourself and other people that reality. And it's, it's almost it's selfish. I think it's selfish. If you get a fantastic idea and you never tell anyone, it's selfish. And I think the reason most people do that is they're afraid someone else is going to steal their idea. But if it's bigger than you, does it matter? Look, in my opinion, other people want to enjoy your goal. And when you reach a goal, it's been really interesting that... You know, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, when I shared my my recent health news, I had more people acknowledging me when I wrote my story when I was in hospital after my brain aneurysm. I had 146,000 views. Yep. People want to know, they want to join in, they want to enjoy your process, and they want to be a part of your success. However, there'll always be 2% of the world who have a vested interest in your life not working. Absolutely. And we actually started, I think, episode one or episode two. We talked about that exact... Episode two, we talked about psychic vampires, yep. which was that exact thing. But right? that's only 2%. Yeah. 98% of the world want to conspire to support you in your goals. So do you want to go with the 98% or listen to the 2% of people who say, you'll never reach that goal, you'll never do the marathon, you'll never climb Mount Kilimanjaro, whatever it might be... You've got to find people who will support you in your goals and your dreams. And that leads us then to values which are dear to you. Mm -hmm. So most organizations I work with will have a set of values which will look like respect, integrity, teamwork, whatever. And I often ask people, what's their one value themselves they want to bring to the party? And my big value for 2019 is health. Okay. Last year it was fun. 
Okay. So I let go of health. Bearing when I had the massive health scare two years ago, yep. I kind of thought, well, I've got there, and I let go of it, and I wanted to have more fun in my life. And meeting people like you, and we've had a blast, and I have a mate, Jeff Ram, who we do a lot of speaking together, and we have an absolute blast, and it's fun. So I've created fun, and I'm keeping fun as one of my values. I'm putting back health in because it needs to be a constant for me. Trust is a key value for me. So at the moment, they're my three big values. I'm looking to add two more, but they're the three I'm working on. What would you say your values are, Neil? I think trust is the number one. Without a doubt, it's number one. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at kind of values and emotions and what sits highest with me. And it's something I've spent time over the last few years going quite deep on. And you know, looking at things like you know, contribution and being of service and all that kind of stuff. And for me, I actually think kind of love sits at the top. So if you said to me, what's my number one thing? It's about love. It's about coming from a place of love. Because I think everything we do comes from love or fear. Yep. And I don't want to be doing stuff because I'm afraid. I want to be doing stuff because of love. And because I think as much as anything, the recipient of everything I do will notice the difference. So I want to act from a position of love. That means for me, I have to have complete self-honesty. So when I talk about trust and integrity and honesty and words like that, it starts with being honest with myself. Because if I'm not honest with myself, I can never be honest with you. Because if I'm wearing a mask, if I'm trying to be something I'm not... If you're not being the authentic Neil that we know and love. Exactly. I will know that, right? And I'm, I'm prepared to put my hand up and say there was a big chunk of my life where I walked around with a mask on trying to be who I thought I needed to be to impress you. And it's only really been... And it's been a slow process, but I would say over the last decade, and in particular in the last five years, that I've really got to know who I am myself and what really, really matters to me. And it's because I've stopped worrying about what other, you know, those 2% that we talk about, I've stopped thinking about what they're saying and started to just listen to my own voice. And that's not in like an egotistical, how amazing am I way. That's in a what actually matters to me and what's in alignment with that. But if I go one stage further, do you know what the number one value for Disney is? Uh, Oh, I do. And it's gone out of my head, but it's a... It's about making people happy. No, that's their mission statement. That's a mission. See. Go on, then. See, their value is safety. Okay. So if you go to a Disney park and you go there and you feel safe, parents then don't mind their kids going on rides. Kids then can buy their toys and they're not worried about bits falling off, etc., etc. Now, companies need to have a value that's congruent to them. Yeah. We need to have a value that's congruent to ourselves and everyone who's in this will have different values. But if you work in a team, one of the values has got to be trust so that we can be totally honest and have conversations that are what I call telling the total truth faster. Yep. And I think that's a key subject for all of us, that if you're not in truth, you don't trust, and you're not telling the total truth faster, you're holding back and you're withdrawing in communication. Yep. And without communication, what have you got? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. So we hope you've enjoyed this communication. The buzz has just gone off. We are up to time. Um, Do us a favour. Go subscribe. Well, actually, it's a favour for you because it means you get the next episode 
before everybody else or as soon as it's available. But also a favour for us, go leave us a review on iTunes. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, reviews on iTunes help us to get this out to more people. So please go leave us a review on iTunes. Tell us how much you like this, love this, whatever. And if you interact with either myself or Nigel on social media and you've got ideas of things you'd like us to talk about in the podcast, let us know that too. And who knows, you might make it into a future episode. Your best year, it's not-